All right, guys.、Um, welcome back to another episode of Hundred、uh, Books a Year with Kevin.、Um, today we're gonna do a deeper dive, a longer episode, if you will, on network effects. We're gonna talk about this book called、uh, the Co-Star Problem. It's a very interesting book because I think we touch on、uh, this book written by、uh, I don't remember the author、uh, Hamilton. I think the first name was Hamilton. Um, um, the、uh, Seven Powers.、Uh, one of them is network effects, right? And then this book called the Co-Star Problem focuses exclusively on the network effects, and it has very, very like it. It contains a lot of nuance in what exactly can we manipulate and what exactly is network effects, right? So we're gonna trying to start a new series today, but we're gonna first. Um, try to,、um, in a sense, describe what is network effects, and then by the very end of it, we're gonna try to figure out is hey, is this something that we can recognize as a, a network effect? What are some of the、uh, factors we can manipulate to make your product more sticky or、uh, be a little bit more faster growing? Right. So let's. Start right here. What is network effects? So network effects is what happens when a product gets more valuable as more people use them. Pretty straightforward, right?、Uh, we have Telegram, right?、Uh, we have、uh, when when a, a Telegram, the actual Telegram, not the app, right? The、uh, Telegram first got、uh, introduced. The more people use it, that makes the network more、um, efficient, right? iMessage. Right, people with iPhones messaging,、um, getting a better experience for iPhone users. Right, WeChat, right, the go-to chat platform in China, Uber, the ride-sharing platform, Bumble, right, Tinder, the、uh, dating apps. Right, so the more people that that I use them, the more valuable the product be, the product become. Now, what are some of these successful network effects requirement? Like, what can you do to get there? Um, Andrew, the author, believe there are two factors of it, right? One factor is the product side, and then the another side is a, a network side. For example, the、uh, Uber app, the product is the app, but the network is the riders.、Uh, and the network in this case means people using the service. And the key distinguish the key distinguisher I want to make here is network don't own any. Underlying assets, right? The writer don't own Uber's app. The writer don't own, don't really own,、uh, you know,、uh, Uber's car.、Um, YouTube, right? The network, the the the、uh, watcher, the the、uh, consumer of YouTube don't own their video. Airbnb, right? The network, they don't own their rooms. So there's a very very particular、uh, distinction can be made right there. So how can you tell? Right, this makes it kind of tricky. How can you tell if a product has network effects, and if so, how strong? It's not like a black and white yes or no kind of answer, right? So, Andrew, break it down into three pieces. The first piece is: Does the product have a network? Does it connect people? Secondly, does the does the、uh, network have the ability to attract new people? Have new people joining the mix, right? And then. Can they become become a stickier when network grows? Then, 
does the user interface or does the um, user kind of faces a cold start problem when they first started, right? So it's the ability to kind of overcome the, the um, cold start problem initially. How quick can you get there? If you cannot overcome the cold start problem, then you're dead in the water kind of a situation, right? And then at the very end, I just want to touch on this. Like what is, like why is it difficult to catch up to some services and network effects, right? Like if, if I want to build a new competitor to Uber, why is it so hard for me to compete with them? The answer is very simple. The answer is it is a zero sum game, right? You win uh, uh, or you lose. The app store, whether it's Google Play Store or um, uh, Apple App Store, they, like they have millions of apps, they're competing for, a, 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 for attention. So they no longer have the best apps, they have to pull user away from other apps. So you are essentially competing with a very, very sticky uh, user base, if you will, right? So now after we kind of did a brief primer on what is COSAR theory, let's talk about what is actually uh, happening with network, uh, with network effects at the early stages. So according to Andrew, there are five stages of um, co-stars problem, right? The first is the problem itself, right? You don't have any users. The secondly, you re uh, reach a tipping point. The, the third point is you reach escape velocity. You're growing very, very quickly. And then uh, uh, number four, you kind of reach a climax. You hit a ceiling. And number five, you created a mold around your business. So the, the uh, stage number one, the co-star problem, this is where most of the new startup failed, right? If, if users don't find who or what they want, the user will churn. Churn meaning that they will sign up one day and maybe never open up your apps again, right? In most cases, network effects is the number one thing that hurt the startups. And solving the cold start problem is to get all the users and content on the network at the same time. And it's difficult to execute because you are trying to feel, feel like a lot of different people, feel like a lot of different mouths in that case. It's hard to make everyone happy at the same time. So the number one tip to overcome the first stage, right, is to have the smallest network possible to begin with and then make them work possibly. I remember in the book, they're talking about uh, Slack, right? The uh, go-to B2B within company com uh, com uh, communication system. When they first are starting up, they don't want to have a full company integration. They they just want one department use it, right? They just want, like say, uh, the budget department under the accounting team to like use it. And then once they start getting traction and then they will actually get it, uh, trying to get it to different people to try uh, trying to uh, have this expand within a company. So the tip here is to not trying to overextend, start with a, a smallest network because in this, a smallest network, like it could be a network of two, it could be a network of three, it could be a network of 10, but you need to get them to interact with your product at a daily basis or multiple times a day, if you will, okay? So stage two is a tipping point. So it takes a lot of effort to build networks and especially new network. Um, the tipping point here is you have to get some, some traction before you invest more 
resources to go through this, right? So an example that they use is Tinder. It's a dating app, right? So they started with one college. I don't remember which one. I, I think it's at UCLA, San Diego. I don't remember. And then once they saturated the UCLA dating network, and then they joined the next college, city by city, campus by campus. And then this is kind of the traditional SaaS model in terms of growth, right? That's a tipping point. It's once you kind of reach a particular amount of people, a group that uses your product on, on a daily basis or as frequently as it like, then you really got something on your hand. And then session number three is the uh, escape velocity. So this is where tech companies trying to start hiring thousands of people, right? They sort of think that they have network effects, uh, which is wrong traditionally, <laughs> right? And within these uh, session number three, there's actually three sub effects that we can actually dive into later on. So the first one is acquisition effects, right? Do we have low cost viral growth in this case? Have one company satisfy enough users to kind of have the word of mouth going out, right? For them to invite like another user. And then secondly, we have the engagement effects. So that means we are trying to increase engagement between users and networks. And then the, as the network grows, the engagement grows, right? So that is a very, very important factor is how many times you can get people to use your product within a certain time interval, okay? The last sub-effect in this age is the economic effects, which means that we need to improve economics as the network grow. So in a sense, you need to have better margin, quote unquote, or revenue per user as you scale right there. Right, so this is not really based on assumption. We need to have cold hard facts numbers to, to like back it up. I think I I think this is what Andrew thinks is some where most startups fail, um, especially in the SaaS world, is they don't have these three sub effects breaking down for them. Okay, so uh, stage number four, hitting the ceiling. Um, so which means that when network hits the uh, ceiling, the growth kind of slows down. Netflix is this prime example of this, right? We, we, we kind of see Netflix reaches its subscription saturation here in the US, and then they're trying to expand into, um, into uh, international market. And then we see Netflix stocks are not doing so well, quite frankly, right? Uh, currently, well, part of it because uh, they were a pandemic-driven growth stock, but now, uh, with the subscription saturation, it's hard to see kind of when they will bounce back. I think they will, right? They run a pretty uh, lean business. So in this stage, right, the traditional cycle goes from the first ceiling, address the problem, and then they start growing again. They hit a second ceiling, they address the problem again, and then they start growing again, right? So a great company can go through this stage up and down, up and down, as many times as they want, and a great company will troubleshoot in that regard as well. So this is a reoccurring problem, according to Andrew. Um, it's, it needs to be managed, not solved, in a sense, right? So the last stage, this is where I think Apple sits, this is where I think Google sits, uh, this is where I think um, their uh, app ecosystem set is the mold, right? So they are so established, they can use their network to network effects to crush their competitors, to even prevent them from joining the uh, industry because 
why bother, right? It's like a, a 60, 70, 90% market share and then you're, you're like fighting for that like 10% if, if, like, um, if um, everything goes well. It's just not worth it for them, right? So this is a brief introduction, if you will, uh, to CoStar's uh, problem and then to network effects. And then in the next coming episodes, we're gonna dive into a specific uh, examples and a specific kind of how-tos on how we start our first network and kind of build our knowledge from that point on. So it's a really, really cool and interesting uh, book on network effects. So, okay guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, subscribe and then share it with your friends. And then uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.